Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined, as I am always, by Jackie. Hi. Hi, Jackie. And by Miles. Hi. Hello, Miles. Were you trying to copy Jackie? Yeah. Hi. I looked at you before you said that, and you had this face that was kind of like, I'm going to do a joke. (laughs) I'm going to make a trick. Uh, We are a podcast that historically has mostly talked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the large media franchise from Japan, first a manga, now an anime, many video games. But uh, the anime is not currently on the air. It may never come back. Who knows? We ran out of things to talk about and watch with JoJo's. So these days, we watch anime that is unrelated to JoJo's that people suggest we watch. Uh, anyway, we gave up on trying to connect everything to JoJo's. Uh, but uh, you knew that, right? The art, I'm sure I, I changed the art for this episode to say that we are watching Land of the Lustrous this week. Or rather, we watched it and we're now talking about episodes one through three. Um, we will get to that in a little bit. Um, and this was um, suggested to us, I believe, by Nick on Patreon. Thank you, Nick, for uh, suggesting this. Thanks, Nick. Before we get into breaking down uh, Land of the Lustrous, Epis 1 through 3, we should uh, check the pulse of the beating heart. Check our inbox. Of our listeners... I don't know. I'm trying to picture like a giant fleshy body that it, that makes up our audience, you know, like a giant yeah, Lilith yeah, yeah. in the basement of nerve <laughs> or whatever, which one ever one it is. Ah, shit. Never mind that last part. Uh, okay. So we're going to take a stop into, um, oh, what's the location? Um, a lagoon. I, mm, I listener lagoon. You think yeah. listener lunar. Lunarian lis- listeners of the lunar mo- lun- lunar cycle. We're going to stop in Correspondence Corner, um, which is to say we just click on our Gmail inbox, uh, which people write to uh, with their thoughts uh, and feelings and sometimes snappy comebacks about our previous podcasts or what's coming up next. That is uh, Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Hey, I have a question. Go for it. Um... I'm looking at our inbox. Yep. And I'm wondering who decides what the, the background is on our Gmail. Oh, I just picked one. I was like, eh, this is, this has pink. It's kind of JoJo-ish. The sort of bokeh pink and Boca. purple. Boca. Yeah. Boca refers to when uh, a certain layer in your field of view is uh, out of focus and the lens that you're using will dictate the shape it takes. So if you ever look at a movie and you're like, huh, the traffic lights in the background, they're kind of, they're blurred out and they look like hexagons, but those look like perfect circles. Well, it depends on the lens they're using and uh, I don't want to get into specifics, but you know, Boca, B-O-K-E-H. We should, you should start a lens podcast. Oh my God, that would be so funny because it's just all about looks, <laughs> but we're just describing it. We're like, and this one's yeah. aperture has 11 blades. So like, you know a circle, <laughs> get out your pen. Okay, um, this first email does not have a sign off. So I will say Eli 
Eli writes in and says, L'oeuvre pronunciation. <laughs> hey there, guys. Semi-French speaker writing in. The way l'oeuvre is pronounced is love. Oh, but they write it with two O's. Louvre? So Louvre. What, did I have it right before? It's Be- Louvre. But that's no. how I was saying it. So I, I feel like they wouldn't, they wouldn't have written it in, written in, you know what I mean, if I was nailing it. The way Louvre <laughs> is pronounced is Louvre, and then the sound you make when your throat is itchy, but really short. So listeners do you like these sounds we're making yeah <laughs> i think jackie's got it <laughs> have you looked uh on the topic of louvre have you looked at any of the art from araki's exhibit i've attached an image below i feel like i'm yelling i turned my monitors down and uh that was a mistake all right is this my headphones or those are jackie's headphones i will turn up my head oh yeah Great. Oh, yeah, okay. I did that last time. Um, on the topic of the Louvre, have you looked at any of the art from Araki's exhibit? I've attached an image below. P.S. I recently rewatched Akira, and I think it'd be cool for an episode. Uh, yeah, we are probably overdue on Akira. watching Akira or Akira. Yeah, we, uh, should, we, we should. haven't done that. Yeah, we should do that one. We should. It is a disturbing anime. Um like the ratio of it being disturbing to how popular it is, is like rare, <laughs> you know, usually stuff, especially animation yeah. that's popular is like, oh, and wholesome and good for everybody. And you watch Akira and you're like, what? I'm sad and upset. Yeah. Um, yes. And Eli attached a very cool image, a picture. And you guys know who that is, right? Mm, uh, Dio? Dio? That's Dio. Yeah. Dio with oh. some loud pants looking very pensive. And in the background is, honestly, it looks like the moon based on the craters and stuff, but that's the world. Mm. Wait, stand. what but it's in a very is modern referring to? Araki had his art in the Louvre in, uh, in France. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I have, um, I have the Jojo Veller art book that Jackie got me for my birthday or Hanukkah one of these times, one of these years. Um, and hey, yeah, happy fantastic. Hanukkah. No, Hanukkah is usually like in November or December. It's um, May right now. Almost June. Hey, the listener could be listening at any time. Uh, it's true. If you're happy listening Hanukkah. in November or December, happy Hanukkah. Yeah. And you know what? Happy Ramadan. I'm not sure when that is, but... It I think could, it passed. You could be listening to it now, you know? I think it just recently passed. I think you're right, too. But if you're listening to this, Ramadan 2021... Yeah. Ramadan Mubarak. Who wants Good to read the next fast. email? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. Ooh, this is from a first-time writer. Oh, shit. Hit the air horn. Caden. Uh, Caden? Caden. Hey, JJBP crew. First-time writer here. After a while of listening, I finally caught up. Thanks for months of enjoyment while I worked. I can't believe... Do we have months of content, yes, do you think? Yes, we do. If you like, take your time and properly space out our episodes, for sure. Okay, okay. We have years of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no anime to suggest, as I'm an anime beginner. Yay! Well, no, I'm not. Welcome. Question for you all. If you were the main character of JoJo, what would be the stand of your main villain? P.S. Okay. I'm horny. Thank you for bringing back the classic P.S. I'm horny. Uh, PPS, I took like two years of French in middle school, so I'm basically a pro. <laughs> Probably your only listener from Utah, Caden. That's oh, true. Utah. I, I, I looked in our inbox for the word Utah and I found nothing. Mm. I, uh, 
got uh, at my one of my last jobs it collapsed and they closed their New York office um, and their other office was in Utah so if I had continued working there I might have had to move to Utah hmm. wow but you didn't I didn't what's in Utah I, instead I quit uh, my Mormons job. Salt Lake City's out there yes yeah I've heard that like feel how you want to feel about Mormons and Mormonism but the city is very clean is it that's what I've been told Yes. That first part too? Feel how you want to feel. <laughs> no, that's me saying that. Um, that's cool. I bet it's pretty. By the way, I just looked up a video. I'm going to play it uh, without further explanation. And this will solve some questions we still have. Watch it have an ad first. What is this? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. What is it? Why Tell us. Remind me. Music to lose. Oh man. Oof. So this is a video where they're asking people how to say Musée de Louvre. But it's a lot of American people and they're not doing it right. So I feel foolish. All these pronunciation videos too, like I don't know if you can trust them. Sometimes they just say shit wrong. Here's another one. Look for one that's like a real ass French person. This one's from a channel called Emma Saying. Louvre. Oh, no, that's fucking that's, auto-generated bullshit. No way. That's some that's Be My Louvre bullshit. Be My uh, my. Who, I like this question. This is kind of a, this is a new question. What would your villain stand be? I think, yeah. What if, I guess the question is like based on your own personality, not like what stand would you have? It's like, what would your ultimate enemy be? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a lot of the times, not a lot of times, sometimes you're, the villain happens to have a uh, power that, is the one weakness of your power, you know, like, yeah, or, but, um, or the other way around rather like your, your, whatever your power is, like if your power is fire, theirs is water, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I'm saying like, if we invent a stand for ourselves, which we have, and we've probably forgotten all of ours, uh, except Miles's powder finger that snorts all the cocaine in the room. I, I, <laughs> I have not forgotten that somehow. Then like, you know, it could, it's really arbitrary to be like, well, my stand is this. So the villain's ability is this. Whereas if we just think about ourselves, then my villain stand is just like, like a really high ceilinged, crowded amphitheater. (laughs) And then, uh, that's their stand. And then at the end is like a, a very long highway through a tunnel and I have to drive. (laughs) Also, I'm sleepy. Mm. that actually those are days that i've had in my life now that i think about it (sighs) crazy my villain is uh their power uh, they can take your brain power away so they start taking they like start taking your like the abilities of your brain and your memories and stuff so you start to lose your like the more that you're around this stand the more you lose your memory your like reasoning your motor skills your sight your like just like everything and then you know it when it defeats you you're just a shell of a human you're like comatose screaming in darkness no you're like uh, you're awake yeah you're like in a coma but you're awake because that's the most scary thing (laughs) yeah but that you wouldn't be able to perceive fear that much if all of your like pieces of your mind were taken away you know you wouldn't okay have the well same... just enough is left to make you forever scared and sad so it's like johnny get upset. your gun 
that I don't know what that is. The like quadruple amputee World War One veteran, and there's a movie, mm. and he just can't speak, but he you just hear his thoughts where he's like, "Please kill me." Yeah, that that ah. it's that. Yeah, it's the way I know that movie is through Metallica's video for one. Um, cool. Yeah, look up the video for one by Metallica, and you'll uh, see it. This is a very happy, positive, uh, bright podcast. Miles, what is your villain's power? I think something that I really hate is when people I don't know are in my house and I can't get them to leave. <laughs> so like it would be something like that, like a like a something that haunts me and I can't get rid of it. Mm, it's an uninvited visitor or something. Yeah. That won't go away. Can I just say that that means literally anybody could be your villain because anybody could just go into your house and just kind of fart around poking at things in there and you'd be like "Uh." now we i would hate it now we and all the listeners know your weakness (laughs) oh no but miles knows all of us so we can't be strangers well he doesn't know all the listeners well don't be a stranger don't come to my house nope it's fine uh jackie do you want to read the next one oh yeah okay this one is from Matt. This one is from Matt. New member, birthday wish for my lovely. That's a subject. Hello, JJB pod team. My name's Matt, and I'm also a local New Jerseyan, so I love the occasional Woo! turnpike talk. Yeah. I think I've listened to every single episode and love the chemistry between you guys. I especially appreciate you guys continuing the podcast during this pandemic. The you guys is very New Jersey. <laughs> a lot of you guys in here. It could have been worse. It could have been yous. No, no. I appreciate that. Yous uh, continuing like the use. podcast. That's like, a, I, don't, I don't know, is it Central or South Jersey or something? People that I don't I feel talk like that's to. like a Pennsylvania thing. Yeah. Like right. A Baltimore I, thing. Someone I knew that was in, I can't say their name, but you know who they are, Miles. But Ugh. their their mom in the Boy Scouts troop I was in would say use. You were in the Boy Scouts? I was in the Cub I, Scouts. Not that's the, so I didn't cool. know this about you, I don't think. <laughs> I always wanted to be in the Girl Scouts. Well, I wasn't in the Girl Scouts, so well, I, can, I can't tell you anything about that. I always wanted to be a Cub Scout. Okay, well. A little baby bear scout. I'm sorry, but you were not allowed. I know I wasn't allowed. My parents were but like, that costs money. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can't do it now. Um, we should and, just go to one, like go to a Boy Scout or Cub Scout meeting and just fucking just dunk on them we should be like look i can sharpen a fucking knife i have a i bought a knife sharpener i have a job and money. yeah we can just earn all the merit badges I, and be like hey, hey. i just ordered this rope with a knot already in it off amazon because i have a mm. job and a credit card mm, mm, mm. so fuck flex that. on them flex on them yeah uh <laughs> yeah uh especially appreciate you guys continuing the podcast during the pandemic i must reveal that i recently became a patreon member for selfish reasons my lovely fiance's birthday is coming up june 4th and i'm trying to do something special for her this year so rather than giving her what she has explicitly asked for on multiple occasions (laughs) i'm giving her the juicy love of a birthday wish from a podcast she doesn't even know exists oh she's not even a fan (laughs) she will be she's not even a fan she She doesn't care she's gonna listen to this and be like i who are these people i do not care um wait we don't know that she's not a fan with our luck she doesn't not only does not care about anime but is not from new jersey and is not even a fan of new jersey oh wait i just read the ps she has never listened to our podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right all right now this is where you turn it on matt from matt (laughs) from matt she is the love of my life and i want her to feel special even though we've had to postpone our wedding due to the pandemic love you nicole 
Aw, Nicole, I'm sa- I'm sorry you had to pe- postpone your wedding. That sucks. By the way, if you need an efficient, if you're getting married in New Jersey, I am ordained. Oh yeah, my- like, I can marry people in New Jersey. Miles is great. Hit me up. What tier of the Patreon is that? <laughs> <laughs> Matt took a very generous tier, so it's 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 totally possible that he's hit that uh, number, and you may have to break out your tux. I will gladly do it. We we went to a wedding that Miles officiated, and it was very good. Miles is very, very good, uh, very fun, very funny. You know, like he is on the pod. Yeah. But not, a but l- less evil. A little evil. bit better. Less evil, yeah. better, more prepared. Hopefully, hopefully better than we should. We should finish pod. this. I just realized that we're in the middle of a, a birthday wish, and we're talking about uh, right, right, right. other events. Happy birthday, Nicole. P.S. Even though Nicole loves JoJo as much as I do, she has never listened to this podcast. I love you guys, but I feel she wouldn't appreciate your humor. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Appreciate your humor the same way I do. I really have no idea how this birthday wish is going to land with her. P.P.S. When I wake up, I only ever feel horny from my number one girl, Nicole. Aw. Very good. (laughs) Nicole sounds like a good and smart person. Uh, yeah the, the most important quality of which is that she does not listen to our podcast and probably <laughs> wouldn't like it she's gonna be Incredibly like what, what is positive this traits. nicole happy birthday um your fiance matt seems really cool uh and he likes you a lot is a great so great supporter of our podcast it's and good that you're getting married yeah one thing i will say is postponing your wedding don't so- don't cancel the wedding it sounds like <laughs> go it's- through with it yeah, do it. It sounds like it sucks, but I mean, the other thing you could have done is to have a wedding like over Zoom and such. And I know some people yeah. have had to do that, but I mean, be glad you didn't have to do that, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. The idea that, uh, you know, and maybe, maybe you can postpone it enough that you won't have to have everyone wearing masks at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, you could still dance up close on people, touch yeah. butts and stuff. Yeah, and you, Well, I guess wearing a mask, you don't have to do as much makeup, you know, you just do the eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You go for a makeup trial and you're like, just the eyes. Yeah. And they're like, you only want to try eyes? Foundation from like the nose up. (laughs) Yeah. The rest is a real mess under that N95. Uh, But yeah, Matt, thanks again very much for supporting us on Patreon, which we will talk about later. And uh, Nicole, happy birthday. I hope you are enjoying your 56th year. And give us a uh, try. Give us a try, Nicole. Maybe you'll like the podcast. Yeah, maybe. But it's okay if you don't. Write in write in if you do and if you don't. We may have Either watched way. a show beside well, I guess we watched JoJo and it says you like that. But other than that, we may have watched another anime you like, so we hopefully we're respectful of it. Uh Matt, I hope this is worth it. <laughs> it's really worth I feel like I should send out an edited version where it's just like happy birthday, Nicole. And just give like a personal what personalized one to Matt. That's do you like, think should we try to sing happy birthday? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. I think we just have to tune out Miles there, There's going to be a lag. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. definitely going to be off. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, this go. is how it's going to work. Okay. This is how you do it on a video call. Mark and I will sing to each other. Miles, you try to sing to us. Okay. I'll, I will look at Mark's mouth. Okay. Mark and I will sing to each other. Miles will sing to us uh, and we will ignore Miles. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I'm Here pretty go. much going to do this. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nicole. Happy birthday to you. Woo! We did it. Oh, 
Oh, your Fitbit yes. fell off. That's okay. We may, uh, I'll try to fix that in the edit. We'll see what happens. Make it sound good. I might leave it sounding uh, terrible. You, you can auto-tune it. <laughs> yeah, auto-tune me. All right. Uh, our final email for this week comes from Chad. And Ooh. it's entitled, A Letter to the Land of the Bizarre Podcasts. Aloha, JJB Pod. I don't know how far you all went with Land of the Lustrous, but I had to cut myself off at episode 10 because I'd been watching it all evening and it was already 1 a.m. Damn, Chad. I think it goes without saying, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackie, you actually have I've, also I, watched. I've seen it all previously. So Land of the Lustrous was uh, recommended to me by Tim. Tim. Also a friend of the pod uh, so a while ago. Um, so I watched the whole thing. When was it? Uh, probably last summer because it was the last time I saw Tim, which was last summer when I uh, traveled to California for a con- conference and Tim was there and we talked about stuff and then I came home and I watched all of Land of the Lustrous and I was like, we're never going to talk about it on the pod. And I think at that point we still had JoJo stuff to, to yep. talk about. Um, so yeah, I've seen all of it. Uh, Chad, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I wish we saw, I wish we talked about it. I, I wish we all saw episode four too, because episode four gets kind of weird. Um, but that's okay. We'll talk about one through three. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far you went. I watched it all the way until 1am. I think it goes without saying I like it. I'd originally heard about LOL after watching a more recent show from the same studio called B stars worth watching on Netflix. I don't know what orange studio is doing different to make their CG shows look so damn good but I hope they can share a little of that secret sauce with a few others shows. Berserk, I am thinking directly of you while I type this. Land of the Lustrous reminds me of JoJo since there are so many places where you learn a lot of seemingly actual specific details about gems and minerals, much like how Araki loves to share how much he knows via his characters. Surprisingly, there's a couple of JoJo voice alum in this show. The actress that voices Alexandrite, longer blue hair, and is always asking for detailed descriptions of the Lunarians, also played the runaway or stowaway Anne in part three. Mm. You guys remember little girl Anne who shows up for a bit, gets uh, attacked by a gorilla and then, I don't know, leaves. <laughs> the actress that voiced Jade is also the voice of enemy stand user Mariah ah, mm. from part three. Uh, Euclase, the half blue hair, half gray hair with eyes to match, is the same voice actress that plays Yukako from part four. Mm. I hope everyone on this podcast and your respective friends and families are all safe. I also hope that all of the listeners around the states and the world are safe too. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up wishing that David Productions would seriously just confirm part six already. Yeah. There was a fake out. Did you guys see that? No. What happened? Some random bullshit website uh, put on my Google News feed that it was confirmed. And I was like, what is this site? And I clicked and it was just like, it didn't cite any source or anything. So it seemed like bullshit. And then I poked through some Twitter and stuff and found it was bullshit eventually i saw headlines from other sites that were like no part six is not confirmed Hmm. so i was shocked no one did that sooner but part six is still not confirmed but it will happen i just know it yeah we'll see it does the cg does look good land of the lustrous i'm interested in seeing this uh b stars maybe we will i don't know i'm probably not gonna remember this maybe maybe we'll watch it for the pot that might be cool i don't know also i also hope that everyone stays safe and thank you chad for wishing for our safety and for the world's safety be safe good that was my psa (laughs) again those were emails sent to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com chances are since uh, there's not a 
ton of JoJo talk happening right now. We'll just read your email if you send it there. So go go ahead and feel free. But if you want to be nice, you can support us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash jjbpod. We have several tiers. One is just $1, which, believe it or not, helps. I recommend signing up and then uh, blocking any notifications about you paying. So you just accidentally give us a dollar every month uh, of every year until uh, the world ends. Uh, there's a $3 tier in which I will read your name and say thank you, uh, just like this. Thank you to Austin, Celeste, Chad, Christian, Josh, Kevin, Martin, Matt, Michael, Nick, Tim, and Tyler. Tyler. Uh, Thanks, everyone. That's everyone who has uh, thank you. given us at least $3 or you know signed up for the $3 tier. And then we have finally a $20 tier, which you only have to do one time in order to get us to watch an anime of your choosing, which is what we've been doing the last few weeks because people have been so kind and generous, um, including Matt, whose email we just read. Uh, so at some point, Matt, you should uh, reach out through the Patreon message or whatever the hell you want to do and let us know what anime we should watch next month. Yeah, you get a free anime. <laughs> well, not so free. Not so free. You already gave us money. Ha-ha. You've still got till the end of today to when you get, you have until the end of the day we're recording this right now to uh, take that pledge back. <laughs> and then I will erase your memory from my brain. That sounded cruel. Do you guys want to take a break for a second? Get some more water? Yes. Okay, we are back and it is time to talk about the anime from 2017, Land of the Lustrous, which is based on a manga by Haruko Ichikawa um, and produced by, yeah, we talked about it, but the 3D CG animation studio Orange. Um, and It's a good looking anime. Yeah, and they actually, um, the Orange studio worked on the action scenes in the uh, rebuild of Evangelion movies, uh, which we watched oh, and talked about. That's why it's so geometrical. E- well, yeah, it works, doesn't mm. it? Um. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently it was, uh, they, they approached the director, someone from some studio, I don't really know who these people are, uh, approached the director with this project idea and said, well, how, would you, how would you want to do it if, you know, how would you feel about doing a 3D show? And mm. they said, you know, I've been thinking about that, doing a, a CG 3D show that's complemented by 2D drawn anime instead of the other way around, which is how a lot of things are done. Um, and they were worried because they knew that Orange had experience doing those action scenes in Evangelion, but obviously they were able to pull it off uh, because at the time they were 50 people working there. And um, for this show or during this show, they became 100 people. So they doubled in size as this like small, medium-sized CG animation studio. Mm. Um, so just to give you an idea um, of how much work it was to do this. What did you all think of the art? I liked it okay. I thought it was cool. It was pretty. There, I liked the character designs of the Lunarians a lot. Me too. What do, What do you think that is? Is that like a Hindu sort of? They kind of look like. They kind of look like it. Yeah. I I don't really know enough about Hindu or Buddhist or something. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know enough about Eastern, Eastern religion like yeah. um, iconography, but it it felt familiar. Sort of sitting in that lotus position with one hand straight up in the air. Um, some kind of weapon. Um, mm. There are certain things I like that I think like they look good in 3D the way they are. And there are some things where I'm like, I just wish that was hand-drawn. I can't quite put my finger on what the rule is. 
but uh it's something i think the hair looks really weird like on diamond it looks very pretty but some of the other hairstyles where they have like thicker hair it just looks like jello is on their head <laughs> it doesn't look mm. like a nice heart stone it just sort of looks like somebody put a bunch of jello slices because i mean it does move like the hair moves yeah. you know so it's not hard yeah but it's yeah it's a little floppy um <laughs> I liked it, but the, here's the thing as well. It, the backgrounds and the environments are very plain. Mm-hmm. I felt it reminds me a little of um, what was that game? That game that's not a game. It's a, one of those not games. What, like a walking simulator. Uh, it's like artistic. It's by I think it's by that guy who that French guy who does a bunch of weird indie games. Uh, Passage. No, it's just one where you walk around. Journey. It's not Journey. I, oh, you know what? It's not by him. Braid? No. No, Braid is a game. That one by Phil Fish where you go around a thing? No, Braid's a game. This is, this is, it's just like you just walk gone, around. Gone home. And the seasons change and it's, you're just outside and it's just like a plain, like. Did you ever get locked out of your house and this is what you think the game is? <laughs> no, it wasn't real life. I don't know. It, you just walk around and the seasons change and, and I that's mean, it. And there's no game. There's no gameplay. You just walk. Some of this may have been due to like technical um, limitations, right? Because like, I don't know enough about how this stuff works, but I feel like the CG models would be at a high resolution. And in order to have like a background, you'd either have to have a ton of detail very far out, which would take a lot of computer resources. I don't know, some kind of limitation. But when they're outside, to me, it kind of looked like the Windows XP background, just like green rolling hills and a blue sky. And then the, the building they're in is is very detail free um and again i understand that it may have just been due to to computer power not being there yet um that's what i suppose anyway or suspect um but that was something that i found a little hard to get into was the world mm-hmm. of this it show felt empty it felt empty and i remember asking myself like okay so they're these jewel mineral people and they're being attacked by these people to be turned into jewelry. And I'm like, but what is this earth? What is this place like? What do the jewels do? Are they the only people on this planet? And I think that some of that, those questions would have been gone if they filled in the rest of the place they live. Mm. Mm. It felt a little like it was some kind of simulator, some kind of VR thing. And, and this isn't a real earth, a real place. Um. But I did that like might the be characters. Accurate. That might be accurate. The, the 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 show is very mysterious in terms of like who they are and where they come from. And like you kind of get this feeling of like what they're told about themselves isn't all true mm. as the series goes on. So um, it's it's about um, this faux gem, Fos, Fos gem. I think Foss or Fos. Foss uh gem and they're who, all they're all genderless so yes we're gonna do our best to keep so, it to they them this is gonna be uh interest it's i've never had to uh talk about a group of people who were all using they them pronouns so this will be uh tricky potentially um <laughs> but uh but yeah so so foss is a gem in this world where they are all gems and they all have different hardnesses and different uh, durability stats and stuff and mm-hmm. it's based on real gems in the real world um but they're uh these gems are they look like cute anime characters 
with nice butts. They all have nice butts. That's they, important. Yeah, they all they all have <laughs> like their butts are nice and plump. They all have big yeah. hips. Yeah, <laughs> their their butts like poke out, which kind of makes sense because like <laughs> a butt is genderless. A butts are genderless. Everybody Everyone has a butt. Can have a butt, and anybody can have a nice butt. It's true. Anybody can have it's a nice. It's true. Butt. We men hide it, but. Yeah. Some of us. No, and you we know, got a dong. People, people will check out nice butts on a guy too. It's true, but we don't often wear clothes that. that yeah, guys like typically do not wear clothes to show off not their butts. Not always. But. But. You can do whatever you want. It's true. Anyway, uh, that's not. It's not about their butts. Um. <laughs> um so, uh, Foss we, is the main character, and they are the weakest or one of the weakest gems so they can't really fight a lot of the gems are fighting um these creatures that are pretty mysterious called lumen what are they called lunarians lunarians they come from the moon we don't or or so they say we don't really know what they're all about but when they come they look like a rorschach test yeah they look like an ink blot they just appears in the sky this darkness this beautiful moving ink blot that then turns into these like i don't know lots of statuey eastern religious looking things um and so it follows uh it follows fos fos um and they finally are tasked with um some kind of job because they all have a, a job they all have a role to play in this community of gems and um Foss is given the role of um, writing an encyclopedia, which feels like busy work because that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of busy work. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot. One person. It is busy work. <laughs> well, and it's it's partly because she's not good at anything else. Yeah. Or they're not good at anything yeah. else. Sorry. Um, yeah, because it turns out that they are very brittle and easy to break. And right. to the point where the sensei kind of says that the teacher or boss, I guess. And they're kind Kongo, of lazy, too. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're like not very good at anything, yet they still want to fight. And the they want to fight, but they also just kind of sleep all day. Yeah, the sensei says something like, "You'd have to be someone who could just blow everything away in like a single breath, like me, but even stronger." I was mm, like, "Oh, because they're so weak." You literally want them to be like a glass cannon, which is like a, a video game archetype of oh yeah something that's extremely powerful, but if it actually gets hit once or twice, mm. it's like over mm. pretty much. Um, so I thought that was an interesting philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's an interesting that you know the sensei was basically saying like you'd only be useful if you could just jump in for a second and do something meaningful. Um, and that's not you. Why don't you write a book, you dork? Yeah. Um, so that's what and and so anyway, while in this process of writing an encyclopedia, um, Foss is learning more about them and their world and everything around them and stuff and so you and that kind of colors in a lot of the mystery around like who they are why they're there what their history is because there just seem to be like some kind of lore some kind of history like why are these things coming and fighting them every day why do they want them it looks like they're trying to shatter them and then pick up the pieces and take it away um so um there's i think only one season but i think i heard that there was going to be more um i definitely remember feeling like at the end of this at the because i've i've seen all of all of this season um i i remember feeling like i want to know what happens i want to see more because there's not uh you know all the all the questions don't get answered um 
And I liked the whole thing. I thought it was good. And I'm glad Chad liked it too and watched the whole thing. And, yeah. and Nick, who recommended this. So interesting thing, we've talked about the weakness or strength or hardness mm-hmm. of the, the gems. So that is a real thing and the numbers they're giving are actually based on um, science, on geology. Yeah, there's a lot of science in or this. Or gemology. Yeah, there is for sure. For instance, the character Cinnabar, who's kind of like a emo uh, gem walking around at night. Uh, the silvery liquid is mercury. Cinnabar is uh, suicidal. Oh, no. Uh, like, <laughs> cinnabar is a real rock, a real ore used with uh, refinement or creation of mercury. So, mm. mercury is a liquid mm. that has several applications, but it is a liquid that looks like silver. It's sort of yeah. reflective, and, shiny. Uh, I, I, looked at, I looked up cinnabar, and apparently it used to be used for jewelry, but then they stopped doing <laughs> that because it is toxic. <laughs> yes. Mercury is no good. It used to be in our thermometers, and then they were mm-hmm. like, no, that could break and poison children. Yeah. Uh, so, let me just give you a little bit of a rundown on uh, the hardness scale. So, Mose was some kind of dork uh, mineralogist from the 18th century or Who? 19th century. Mose. Mose? This dude, this person named, last Mose. name Mose. Okay. Mose, Gotta go to Mose. Mose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, it's a, uh, Mose is about relative hardness, whereas there's also another scale of absolute hardness, but they're not using those numbers. Who cares? Because Mose is a thing that um, jewelers would know about. Um, like if people are, are talking about gems and jewels and stuff, this is something they would know. So level one hardness is um, an example would be talc, which is kind of like chalk or, um, you know, the things that powdery gymnasts put on their hands. And so, you know, something is Mo's relative hardness one, if you can scratch it with your fingernail. Mm. So if you can scrape part of it off with your fingernail, it's considered a one. Two is pretty much the same thing, but I guess a little bit harder. I don't know. Then it's like, can you scrape it with a coin, like like a penny? Can you scrape it with a knife? Does it scrape off when you use a steel file? Does And then after that, when you're at level seven hardness, it becomes what can it scratch? Mm. So something like quartz is hard enough to scratch a window, the glass. Mm. Something like topaz can scratch quartz. Corundum oh. can scratch topaz. And diamond level 10 hardness uh, can scratch uh, corundum, whatever the hell that is. Mm. Um, so it's interesting and this is something you can apply to your everyday life as you scratch everything in front of you um, but none of this refers to how brittle something is right like cause just because you're hard to scratch doesn't mean you could like support a lot of weight or if mm. something smashed into you true like can you take the can you take the hit yeah there's a few I, I took geology not that long ago there's several ways to classify rocks gems and it's like luster hardness cleavage lamau and i i think the other one is carrot maybe no then i'm sorry i'm thinking about how to value them or something we should have had tim on the show <laughs> geologist when's the last time you took geology uh, uh maybe five years ago four or five years ago wow but i think I'm, i think i'm actually mixing up two different things but there's something about how to qualify a gem and it's carrot luster I don't know. Look, there's a lot. And the show does uh, involve, it does pull in a lot of this scientific uh, classification. And so far, everything that I checked on uh, is accurate. So if you want to learn about gems and stuff, watch this anime. So I don't know why the creator of this 
Maybe because it's not a very hard mineral, but and so it's like the underdog. But why mm-hmm. would you name your character after a like rare mineral no one's heard of that's hard as hell to pronounce? Phosphophyllite or so phosphophyllite. Phos, fossy. I guess so. But then someone would go, well, where does that name come from? And you're like, oh, it's phosphophyllite. You know that. It's for the nerds, Mark. Nerds are going to go fucking read all about gems now. Yeah, but you've also got jade, zircon, bort, but I guess they are pretty hard, so they're too cool. Yeah, you need to pick one. Well, that's the thing. Nobody's heard of it because people don't care as much about the weaker gems. But they should. maybe they could have had chalky. They'd have a little chalk that just gets destroyed by everything. Maybe the crater just likes this particular no, gem. I think that I think that as the show goes on, the it like you could this couldn't be any other gem. And that's what I'm okay. thinking. You it, know, it does like seem the, to be in a sweet spot where it's not so fragile, but it's not. Yeah, it's also like um, desirable. Like it's a pretty gem, and like those uh, uh, lum- uh, lunarians like to like to get the the prettiest gems. Mm-hmm. Like they they desire certain gems. Um, so I think that that's also like a kind of sweet spot because it's um, it is a just like in real life a desirable gem for like. I don't know, people to make jewelry and collectors and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. And it's rare. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's rare. The, so that's special. It used to be found in Bolivia in South America. It's no longer there. And now you can find it in Bavaria, Germany, somewhere else, maybe in Iceland and New Hampshire, United States. So after we're done recording, we're all going to take a field trip and uh, six Look feet apart. Rocks. We're going to dig for some phosphophyllite, phosphophyllite, whatever. Uh, so yeah, the plot is you've got this character, this character Foss, who doesn't know their place in the world, isn't sure what they want what they can do, what they want to do, and all the other gems are like, uh, you're annoying. We already have jobs. You can't help us, yeah, because you're not helpful. They're mean. They're mean, and we see them fight these lunarians, and they break apart. Like they get hit, and they um their arms fall off, their faces shatter mm-hmm. and they have some doctor that's able to kind of, um, as long as you can like, um, collect all the pieces, you can put it back together. Yeah. And that's what this doctor does. And, you know, scolds them for being so, um, you know, uh, carefree with their, their bodies or whatever with violence. I don't know. Um, and so again, you don't, you don't have a greater sense of like, well, what's going on in this world? What the deal is here? Maybe it is something that will be revealed. Maybe it's a mystery. I don't it know. Is. That's what I'm telling you. It's a mystery. You don't know. And uh, also like this person, this uh, foes is not a useless character forever. Like, well, they, don't, like, don't tell us anything. Don't well, I mean, weird stuff starts to happen with that snail and that's kind of the beginning of it. Well, the snail already was pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about the snail. Um, but yeah and you know watching it i thought for a minute of how i've talked about especially in later jojos but in 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 part five we started to see like characters get really seriously injured and like cough up blood Mm -hmm. and i was kind of like yeah at at a certain point you wonder like how how much fear can i feel for the characters when i'm like oh yeah but they always get injured this bad Mm -hmm. and in this i was like i didn't quite feel that because like when characters arms fall off and stuff there's like a body horror element to it, you know, Yeah. where I'm just like, oh man, imagine if you just lost your arms forever uh, because they got touched by that mercury that like mm, ruins things. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're not like so freaked out about it, but 
but they mm-hmm. also are not like totally cavalier about breaking themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an interesting thing because they, you know, they say out loud, we're immortal. We don't die. Fos is 300 years old or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so the first three episodes cover basically Foss goes and finds this mercury related um, rock because they're trying to write an encyclopedia and they get bored and decide what is it they want to write an encyclopedia of only things that no one's heard of what is it yeah i think yeah foss at first wants to like think big and just wants to go after things that no one's heard of so that they can document it but it's like you could just start with like the basics um you know and just document those but I don't know. Foss wants to go big and uh, goes and talks to different gems to see what they can tell uh, Foss about, I don't know, what's a cool, interesting thing that no one's ever heard of. Um, And Foss ends up talking to, like, trying to find Cinnabar, who is the um, toxic gem that um, has a very lonely job of only, like, being standing watch at night only because it's dangerous for them to be around the rest of the gems. So they just have to be alone all the time. And Cinnabar is depressed um, (laughs) and suicidal. Um, But uh, so why do you think they're suicidal? Don't they just say they want to go to the moon or something? Yeah. they. Yeah. But that involves getting, I I don't know if it involves death, but like getting crushed by the, those things want to shatter you and like, I don't know what eat you or something. Okay. You know, they're they're not friends. Like, you can't just be like, I'm going to the moon to, to hang out with. Yeah. The- well, I told you in episode two, I was falling asleep. Yeah. Um, which is not due to the anime. It's just for whatever reason, I am perpetually fatigued and it sucks. Um, but I woke up after that. I walked around. I ate some peanut butter. Uh, Great. And I made it through. But I have some blind spots, including uh, your diagnosis of Cinnabar. Yeah. Who is not some kind of snack, it turns out. You know, you yeah. see the name oh, Cinnabar man. and you think, man, am I hungry? But uh, it's, a, it's a rock. Don't try to eat it. It could have poison. Yeah. Anyway. So, Fo well, goes to find Cinnabar and Fo is attacked by the, uh, by the Lunarians. And then uh, Cinnabar comes to save Fo. And isn't it, but don't they say like, oh yeah, Cinnabar is out there like patrolling for Lunarians, but they never show up at night anyway. Yeah, but then they they do. Right. Because it's like the sun is going down and Fos is a very attractive, shiny gem that the Lunarians want. So they do come out um, at night at that point. The moons come out at night. Um, What the fuck were they saying, though, where they were like the liquid makes it so light can't shine through it. So if the mercury touches you, they're telling Fos, you know. It will chip at you. It, you can't use those chips anymore. You like can't use those parts of your jemmy self. Yeah. And, and so we have and to chip you, that out of you. And you lose memories. Yeah. The parts of you that remember things. Yeah. Um, and yet, but doesn't, isn't Mercury, isn't Cinnabar like holding the, the Lunarians like away, like kind of yeah. putting up a wall, but then they swallow a bunch of Mercury or something? I don't know what their deal is. And then they are able to summon like a, a water like flood of themselves in silvery mercury. Yeah. So I thought for a minute they were being possessed by the Lunarians because they were just like, get out of here, phospholite. You're so blah, blah, blah. Just a bunch of like fluid. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It goes was like, into their mouth. It was like puking out something. Oh, I thought it was going in. Oh, I don't know. It was like going out, but maybe it was going I in. I thought it went in and then and then they like sent out something. I don't really understand that part. But what is interesting is, you know, 
um well so at some point cinnabar is fighting and gets thrown off a cliff and you then see after it already started you you can see that uh fos ran after cinnabar to kind of run and try to catch them from falling off the cliff which means that fos just ran through all of this mercury liquid which is going to permanently damage them um to the point where they then uh like throw themselves at the end of the cliff so now their whole body is in the mercury um, but they are able to grab cinnabar for a second mm-hmm. uh, and then uh foes's arms break off <laughs> so it didn't really matter yeah but uh Aww. they were such a good person and and you know wanted to be a friend to cinnabar that they really risked it and uh covered their bodies in the stuff that they were told to like don't get near that so i thought that particular i found that really alarming when they ran over there mm-hmm. um and then Cinnabar is very tsundere and like, I didn't ask you to help me, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I hate you. Why don't you just go fuck yourself? Okay, well, they don't say that. but Well, like the big thing here is um, Fos, uh, Fos is in awe of Cinnabar. Like if you're looking at things from Fos's perspective or Foss, Foss is in awe, in awe of Cinnabar when Cinnabar is fighting. We also learn that Cinnabar is even weaker. It's the weakest of all of the gems. Cinnabar is weaker than, uh, in terms of hardness, um, weaker even than um, Foss. But... Um, they have pretty strong offense because of all that mercury. Right. Um, and, and Foss promises cinnabar because cinnabar doesn't want to do this it's like lonely they're unhappy they just want to be taken away and foss is like don't say things like that i'm gonna find you a job that only you can do um and cinnabar is like you're like they're stop lying like don't be like fuck you basically um and that you know that carries on to to future episodes including the the one after this that we saw you know um foss is still thinking about how they want to find something and that kind of becomes their mission too like as they're doing this encyclopedia thing they're like trying to think of you know what what else can we have cinnabar do so that they don't so that they aren't depressed anymore it's it's funny because it seems like a it's like noble it's like an offhanded sort of childish thing to, to yell but then you see that Foes actually takes what they said very seriously. And yeah. They're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Whereas, yeah, like Cinnabar already was like, what are you talking about? You don't, you don't have any power. You have no idea how mm-hmm. you'd be able to get me a different job or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Foes is like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, you know, as though now they have a commitment to it. But we do later see, see that Cinnabar remembers that. But then does the yeah. sort of like, baka. Yeah. You idiot. You can't do that. But yeah. we know they're thinking about it. But really, they love each other. Oh. That's what it seems like. Okay. Um What do you think, Miles? Uh I think there's something there. Yeah. I think there's a chemistry. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, you're right. There is a little bit of that. Um we eventually meet a character named Daya, which uh or Di, I guess. And I was like, that's Daya. Diamond, isn't it? Yeah. And it's revealed. So you got yes. it, Mark. And Diamond is interesting because they also seem kinda sad because oh they're diamond is just in love diamond is unbreakable or so we thought oh man that's what this episode should be called but it is <laughs> but it is breakable that's well, what it should I be guess called they did break it diamond is kind of breakable it's just yeah because the truth is is that diamond is unscratchable yes that's the thing with diamond but you can break diamond i'll do it right now give me a diamond no Mark. no you can't do, do it. we have any diamonds you can't do it we're not going to break a diamond 
Where's your ring? Mark, no. Oh. Um, I'm wearing it. Yeah, so, uh, and there's something, I didn't quite understand the gemology of this. I have not looked into it. Apologies. We just finished watching it like two seconds ago, but. Die is in love with Bort. Die is in love with Bort, which is. Also a diamond. For my brain, it, the worst name you could give a character. <laughs> because somehow there are two different kinds of diamonds where diamond is a regular pure diamond, which is, uh, diamonds are they're just carbon, right? With like a lot of heat, pressure, and time. They turn into diamonds. By the way, I just looked it up. Uh, Bort is the full name. It's not a nickname for something. It's just Bort. Bort. It's just You mean Bort. in the anime or there's a really a rock called Bort? Bort is an umbrella term used in the diamond industry to refer to shards of non-gem grade quality diamonds. Oh. There's a Simpsons joke about this. Yeah. What is the joke? Uh, it. I don't remember why, but Bart is at a gift shop looking for like stuff with his name on it, and there's no Bart, but there is a Bort, mm. which he finds very offensive. Oh, okay. I didn't know that's where that comes from. I was just thinking of this like weird bootleg image of Bart Simpson on the internet, like a meme I see, and it says Bort, and uh, the <laughs> subtitle, it says, eat pant instead mm. of eat my shorts. Bort is used to describe dark, imperfectly formed, or crystallized diamonds of varying levels of opacity. Uh... I see. I'll find that Simpsons clip for the newsletter. Yes, do it. Small Eat pant. Small Bort crystals are used in drill bits. Oh, my, my screwdrivers have Bort. Mm. Got some Bort on there. Um, yeah, so the thing is that Diamond explains like, I'm even though I'm pure Diamond, I'm actually more brittle or more likely to break on impact, but not Bort. So it's like, ah, the, you know, Bort might be the unrefined sort of impure element, but they are stronger because of it. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Diamond said something something like how it's kind of made up of like multiple little things. So it's not like one big thing. It's like multiple little things. So yeah. the the impact doesn't travel through the whole right. uh, gem. Which make, yeah, makes sense, right? Like if you have a just a, a, a pane of glass and you break it and you've broken the whole pane of glass. But if you have glass encapsulating something else and it would uh, hopefully survive. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm saying, but <laughs> it made sense before I said it out loud. So uh, yeah, diamond is in love with Bort. Bort. Um, but I like that the pattern I was seeing is you have Fos who has no specialty, doesn't seem to be good at anything uh Fos is just pretty is just pretty like Fos keeps looking at themselves in the in the reflection in the in the lake and stuff like i'm cute like, um well they said Fos that is a, just pretty did they only do that once or they do that more they've than done once? it twice oh, that's funny um I, I think Fos is just like so, pretty but the thing with Fos is that the way i'm seeing it is through their like functionality right and how yeah. they fit into their little gem society yeah and so Fos is like that where they don't really fit in anywhere they just try to be nice but the fact is they have no real function then you have uh, Cinnabar, who uh, maybe has a function, but it sucks because it means they can't integrate into society. Yeah, they, because it's the, the just untouchable uh, nature of their poisonous selves or whatever. They're dangerous to everyone else around them. And then you also have and when they use their powers, they destroy the environment. Well, that's which no is good. also sad. Yeah, I think Cinnabar is a metaphor for uh, waste management workers. No. No one wants to be around them because they're smelly and they handle dangerous things, but uh, someone's got to do it. I don't know. Uh, and then the last thing that I, I'm kind of thinking about in terms of their place in the world is um, Diamond because 
they're great. They're very strong. They're diamond for God's sake, but they also feel like there's someone else who, uh, shadows them, uh, outshadows them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call Outshines. it. Outshines. Outshines them. Ha. Huh. So it's like someone with no job, someone with a dangerous, unliked job, and then someone with a job that's just insecure. Yeah. Because someone else out there is better. Definitely insecurity. And so just again, because I, I think that right now it's a very sort of simple world. It's interesting to just kind of look at it through that lens of like, how do you fit in? Like, what is your job? How, how mm-hmm. are you classified? And why, you know, what would the pathologies be? I think I relate the most to Diamond now that we say that all out loud. All right. Well, I do. You think you're special. No. And you think Foss is rainbows special. shine through you. I'm just good at things, and but I compare myself to people who are better than me, and then I get sad. Could I try to scratch you with a knife right now? You could try. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Listeners, please note that I would never do that, and I have not done that. He, that he's telling the truth. I've never scratched my wife with a knife. But if you have to say it. <laughs> it's weirder to have to say it. Where, when do I edit? Uh, Miles, which of these gems so far do you feel the most like you relate to them that's a good question um i didn't feel i the character i liked the most was foss Mm -hmm. i i didn't feel as much of a connection with many of the other characters foss is funny so maybe foss i I don't want to do anything either (laughs) i like when foss is trying to get the sensei out of uh meditation and they're like sensei and they just like chop his head but their arms just break off instead that wasn't foss that was jade that was jade oh then i like yeah, jade I as well i think they're both very funny cool 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 um yeah and then there's this thing in episode three we see there's a big ass uh lumin uh lun- lunar lunarian lunarian ship headed for hq it ignores the gems that are there to patrol and fight and it just goes straight to hq it dumps a giant snail shell to into their like i don't know political headquarters or whatever i don't know what to call it it's not just the shell it contains a snail well at first it's just the shell it does contain a snail but the snail does not reveal itself at first um and bore and dia diamond uh defeat the the lunarians above the castle um the master is fucking useless and like meditating napping forever i don't know why well in the beginning of the show i mean we see how powerful the master is yeah they just wipe out stuff in front of them yeah i guess i guess these like moon uh monsters uh figured out that he was sleeping and they were like now's our chance to strike um yeah they note that they're like oh no master is sleeping yeah yeah but they drop this um this snail shell in it there's a snail in it the snail comes out the snail like just eats um foss and foss you see is like floating in this warm acid and is breaking apart and you see like their eyeballs floating you see like they're like just like melting disintegrating being absorbed into this goo this warm acid goo of the snail um so you see that and it's kind of scary. Did did Miles, did you think, Mark, did you think that this was how Foss dies? Mm, I I wasn't sure. I thought it would have been it would have been a very JoJo move if they had died. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think so. I thought 
that they were going to change forms, which mm. it seemed a little bit like they did at first. Because mm. um, I knew they wouldn't. I mean, it would be an interesting move, yeah, to just kill your main character, like Jonathan Joestar. Spoilers for JoJo Part 1. Um, but yeah, I was like, there's no way. It did. I, I was, I remember when I first saw this the first time, I was like, I don't know how they're going to come back from this. Like they can't kill their main character, but I don't know how that, I don't know how the character is going to come back from this. Like, you're, yeah, I'm seeing your eyeball floating. Like they, can they put that together? That was back a cool together? animation too. When you <laughs> see that explode and go through. It's, it's also like, I mean, you know that, oh yeah, they, they shatter and they get put back together. So they must be invincible. But then this is clearly a thing that doesn't fit that pattern. Like if they melt away, like can you still put them back together? And don't they mention losing someone? Don't they, don't they talk about someone like they're gone? Uh, like a stone that, uh, that we haven't met. Am I right? I I'm feel like, not. yeah, the yellow one, Helios. Yeah. Cause we see that in their arrows and the lunar lunarians arrows that they start taking out in the first episode. In that first fight, you see arrows come out with gems on the end. Oh, I don't know. And so that must be uh, a thing. They might've killed somebody and cause the, the, that first battle they lost. So it, they might've just taken that gem. Um, so the snail eats Foss and then, the other gems like Bort and the and diamond attack the snail um and they defeat the snail right like old i don't know they kind of push it in the water and the salt water turns it into a tiny little baby snail it shrinks it yeah yeah it shrinks and oh oh oh, no no no. what happened was they see like a piece they like they they see what looks like um uh the parts of the shell that look the same color as um uh foss um, and so they attack that thinking like, oh, Foss is, you know, uh, sending us a sign that this is the weak point. So they attack it at that point and that helps them defeat the snail. But the snail now is like a tiny little thing, like a size of a dog like or a, a cat. Yeah, it's like a slug. The shell of it is still huge and it's now sitting at the bottom of the lake in front of their um, thing. And diamond is like but where's foss where's foss let's search the shell they search the shell they don't see foss they don't see any like bits of foss or anything so they're like what the hell is happening um and the snail is acting super weird so it seems like the snail might be foss and diamond is like foss and like this whole time i was like how is this gem inside of an organic creature yeah but go ahead it does seem to respond to foss yeah Yeah. it does seem Mm -hmm. like that might be it. So did you did you guys think that Foss was now a snail? Yeah. Yeah, for for most of it I did. Okay. In the beginning I was like no. And then through it, I'm like all right, it's responding to it, but in the back of my head I'm just being like how did this happen? Is it just that it got dissolved into the liquid that forms the snail? I couldn't figure just it out. Just got absorbed into the snail. Yeah, which like we can do. Like humans can eat like gold and stuff. We've done mm-hmm. it, but we just pass it. Mhm. Um and by pass it, I mean shit. Oh, um, gross. <laughs> so for most of this episode, Diamond is hanging out with the with the snail and asking people if they can help turn the snail back into Foss. And every all the other gems are like, ah, I think I like her better this way, or I think I like I think I like them better this way. Uh, let's just you know, the Foss never really did anything anyway, so this is fine. At least at least Foss won't annoy people, is what one person said. Um, yeah they're surprisingly cold again like yeah they're used to being immortal so the idea that one of them is just gone forever and they're like well she was annoying i was like yeah. what the fuck i wonder why diamond e- even cared <laughs> well because if you it, well first of all i think diamond sees how nice um 
Fos is, and Diamond is also a very sympathetic character, but also that they, I, they um, I don't know, maybe they're like me and understand <laughs> that if you're immortal and there's not that many of you, one of uh, you disappearing is probably a big deal. Yeah. I think Diamond also felt guilty because they were saying like, maybe you need to change yourself or something. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, like they flash back a piece to of that. advice they gave Foss, yeah. Maybe the change right. should be from within. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Okay. Be the change you want to see in the world. That just means like do the thing you believe. It's not the same thing. I don't know. It's everyone's yearbook quote. It's true. Yeah, well, at the end of this episode, of episode three, um, Cinnabar finds Diamond and Diamond... Oh, uh, I don't know. They run into each other and Diamond loses foe, the snail, (laughs) Uh, and is like, help me find foe. And Cinnabar is like, no, I I hate foe. They're a dumb idiot jerk. Um, Whatever, whatever. But they really love each other. And Diamond finds the snail and tells uh, Cinnabar that the snail is foe. And... Cinnabar is like, nah, man, you know, snails, like they eat rocks all the time and like their shell and it gets absorbed into their shell. And that's like, it helps make their shells hard, which sounds true. It sounds true, but then it is also like, like, it's it's like, that's a cool fact about snails. If they eat rocks to make their shells hard, that's cool. But that that would suck then if they, if you gave them a bunch of rocks that fucking break in two seconds. Yeah, you got to give them hard rocks. They probably check. You got to take them to the Hard Rock Cafe where they can eat all the hard rocks. The snails probably check the rocks to make sure they're hard. They're good, good hard rocks, you know? Yeah, they take out their little snail hands and they knock on them and they go, oh, sounds good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Snails also eat algae and decaying matter. Uh, they eat plants, vegetation, some algae, a garden snail. They eat the little bits of chalk in the rock, which they need for their shells. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they don't they don't just straight up eat rocks. They're not like those things in the never ending story. Mm. Anyway. And so Cinnabar <clears throat> Cinnabar tells Diamond that and Diamond's like, Oh, like we should probably check out the shell and like break it apart. So Diamond runs back with the snail. I don't know why Diamond still has a snail, but <laughs> runs back with, I guess they're friends now. Um, because the snail was nice and like poop shop fired poop pellets. I didn't at like it. that. You didn't like I didn't it. like when the snail just shot a bunch of shit pellets yeah that was weird yeah um yeah so diamond runs back they dig up the shell or they 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 get the shell out of the pond uh they break it apart and they find the gem pieces that belong to foss um and they rebuild foss and foss is back yay but now foss can talk to the snail yeah we see foss like having a conversation with the snail and at first i thought it was like like the Han Solo Chewbacca effect <laughs> where it's like, you know, they just learn how to understand the animal or whatever. And it was just like a cutesy thing. But instead the other characters are like, Hey, who are you talking to? And Fos is like, you, you don't hear the snail. And then that's when the episode ends. Yeah. But the next episode is really good and weird and we should have watched it, but we didn't. So I'm sorry. But the snail actually, <laughs> the snail actually knows a lot of things. So like the snail actually has a voice actor Mark thinks uh, we, we we fast forward a little bit so that Mark could hear it. Mark thinks it sounds like uh, the this the um, the hand in Parasite, Parasite who's Konata Izumi in Lucky Star, and a bunch of characters. I'm looking now at the. Uh, do you, do you know if the snail has a name? Yeah, it's like it begins with a V. 
like this little ventricosis yeah that let's see ventricosis nice you got it and you know you know why that's stuck in my head i'm sure but the nope. the snail is very sassy because you got a snail later, when you learn when you when you actually listen to it later it's very it's a very sassy snail All which right. i love if she if ventricosis the is the snail then i'm wrong this is not the same voice actor as the parasite hand and conata and stuff i apologize for any confusion the snail is great. The snail has some good. Um, this is like kind of spoilers for future episodes, but the the snail has some wisdom about what the world that they live in and stuff. All right, um, you're teasing too much. Yeah. Don't don't. I do mean, it. it gets it gets weird with the snail, and then I don't know, and then it gets more mysterious and stuff. Okay. And dangerous. All right, stop. It's a good show. I like it. Yeah. So you're gonna spoil it for watch people. all of it. All right. I don't know. Are you going to watch more, Mark? <laughs> yeah. You'll watch more? Sure. Yes. Yes. I liked it okay. Yes. I liked um, Foss. I liked the art. I think I think they did a very good job world building, but I'm not as... I like, I'm very interested in the world, but I'm not sure what the plot is or why I should care. Mm, I, Just yet. I think if you watch... I think watch episode four and then make up your mind. Make up your mind. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm not crazy about the art. I do think there are parts of it where it looks amazing, like seeing liquid fly around and stuff is super cool. But there are moments, and this happens with hand-drawn animation as well, when they linger on a character, like a shot for a second, and we see the character kind of move their head or something, just something that should be fluid. It's this weird thing where it feels like I'm watching something that's lagging or sort of stuttering, where I, I feel like there's this sort of uncanny valley effect where... When it's hand-drawn animation and it's like very few frames, like they're here and then they're much further away. I don't know, not much further away. I can't describe it. It's where it's like almost smooth animation, but still acts like it's hand-drawn. So it's not that smooth. It's a little disorienting. Mm. Um, This same sort of 3D, but fake 2D animation style is used in uh, recent video games by Arc System Works. Like uh, Guilty Gear and uh, what the fuck, Grand Blue Fantasy, um, where you couldn't believe looking at it, it looks just like anime designs. But at times the camera moves and you see that they actually are 3D models. They just somehow had them animate in a non-fluid way. So it looks like panels drawn uh, by hand. But there is this weird in between that happens where it feels like I'm just looking at a lagging video game. Mm. Um, The other thing, like I said, is the environments are very plain in this show. But I'm, I'm interested in the characters and the themes. I think it's beautiful. I want to see Can I ask, how they fit into the world. May I ask, how did you guys pick up on like the uh, the gender thing? Because I it, was it like something you heard in the Japanese? Because I, I I'm not sure. Wiki, just Wikipedia. That was super clear. Oh, I okay. I knew because when Tim described it to me, uh, they described it as like ev- ev- like the gems are all uh, uh, what's it called? Non-binary. Non-binary. They're non-binary because I mean they're gems, like they're they're objects. Of course, they, they yeah. inherently they don't have a gender, um, and I th- and it's something. I mean, um, uh, so there's that, but also in the subtitles they use they them pronouns. 
Um, and in Japanese, they use boku, which is technically masculine, but it is used by some girls and is considered less uh, gender specific than some other pronouns um, that Japanese could use. So, and, and the um, creator did intend them to be genderless. Um, I will say okay. um, the thing about their butts and stuff is that, again, everybody has a butt and everybody <laughs> can have a, an absolute dumb truck of an ass. Yeah. But uh, they're all um, flat chested. None of them really have uh, breasts yeah. of any kind, which I think would be like a um, source of what people find to be an indication of gender. Yeah. You know, so it kind of makes sense. It is tough for me to hear the voice actor and not picture yeah. a, a binary uh, gender. That's just how my brain is wired, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think I'm actually not right in, in, in my suppositions because I was reading about one of the voice actors and, and was surprised to, to see the pronouns that they were assigned, at least by whoever was writing about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Was a voice actor using they, them? It was, or? Uh, no, it was like a male voice actor that I thought was a woman's voice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was wondering if Bort might be a, uh, Bort. a boy actor. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. But, um, uh, but Bort to me is like coded more masculine. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Even though Bort has like the long, like cool hair. Yeah. Um, They're certainly, they certainly seem more masculine than Diamond, but... Uh, their voice feels to me like a Sakaki from Azumanga, like a woman with a deep voice. Yeah. But um, also... It makes uh, the show not very horny, I will say either. <laughs> um, it's true. An- another gem show is uh, Steven Universe. And they're also, just like a fun fact here, uh, they're also genderless because they're gems. But the gems do use... Uh, they prefer uh, feminine pronouns. So they use like she, her, hers in Steven Universe. But it's acknowledged that they don't actually have a gender. They just prefer to present more uh, feminine. uh, Most of them, some of them do present more masculine and use he, him pronouns. And I think there is at least one that uses they, them pronouns in Steven universe. So, and this is a kid's show. So yay for inclusive gender things in kids shows. Hooray. Hooray. Yeah, it's not a very horny show, which is a point against it for no! me. <laughs> I only want to watch anime and be horny. Um, it's, it makes it very different because most animes with this many like feminine looking kind of, well, I don't know. I guess they're all androgynous in a way. Feminine sounding. I think it's, feminine it's sounding, looking at, at the cast list. It's a lot of feminine names and the voices reminding me of female characters. Like... If it if they weren't genderless gems, like if they had if they had gender like in anime, like they give them like these giant basketball boobs. Yeah. You know, and there's none of that here. So it's refreshing. Although I will say at <laughs> first I wasn't sure because in like the first scene is Fos waking up in a field because they're like, hey, Fos, what are you doing out here? And Fos. That's like the second scene. The first scene is uh, is Cinnabar saying, "Ugh, work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. When when Fos gets up, they're on their like hands and knees and they're kind of like, huh? Like looking up, but their whole like butt is in the frame. <laughs> like their face is the left side of the frame and then their back and their ass. And I was like, you wouldn't normally I shoot there, it like that. There's if you definitely were, horniness for if this. If you were filming a person, you'd be like, okay, center their face in the frame. If you include their whole ass in the frame, then you're being like, yeah, we want you to see this butt. They definitely spent a lot of time drawing the butts in this. Like their butts are perfectly like cupped by their tights. Yeah. 
So I think it is a horny show. You ever, Mark. you ever been looking at jewelry and you're like, that's some thick jewelry. Mark, it is a horny show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now you change your mind. I don't think it's a horny show. What? But look at all the butts. Well, there's not a lot of that. That like, I like big butts. But it's like it, the butts aren't like popping out of their skirts and stuff. You know, there's no panty flashing. The characters aren't. They don't. They're not seeming um, horny right. themselves and talking about each other's butts. These are what? things that happen in they're anime. They're in love with each other. They're all love, love isn't with- horny. They're all gay for Listen, each other. Love is not. Everything can be horny about. to someone. I'm I'm very horny about this show. Oh, okay. <laughs> all the androgyny and the butts right up my alley. Okay. Well. This is all true. Then I guess it's just me. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's still an interesting show. Like I said, I'm interested in uh, these characters' journeys. And the thing it hasn't done yet that I'm not sure if I want to happen or not, and don't tell me if it does, is I keep waiting for there to be some purpose that Foss has, you know? Like, I keep, mm-hmm. I kept waiting in these episodes for it to be like, holy shit, Foss is the one gem that can actually do this. Like, they have a hidden purpose, you know, mm-hmm. that awakens in them or we see something that we didn't know. But it hasn't happened. And so I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes. Uh, we like the show. If you like the show and have thoughts uh, about it or... Um, want to tell us what show is similar and we should watch or something you can write to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com if you'd like to force us to watch an anime or just want to give us money you can go to patreon.com slash jjb pod and of course we're on twitter uh and twitch and everywhere with just at jjb pod uh i hope you have a great week stay safe a great week stay what stay safe stay healthy stay healthy Bye. Stay hard. Oh, bye. Bye. Love you. Pulling muscles from a shell. Pulling muscles from a shell.